Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute. It's your podcast where we take you to the volcano. One, I'm not going to make a bit about it, minute at a time. <laughs> that was beautiful. I love it. And those delightful laughs that you hear are my friend's Tierney and Heidi. Say hello to the listeners, Tierney and Heidi. Hello, listeners, Tierney and Heidi. (laughs) And hello, Jarf. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're here at minute nine, and it starts with Joe explaining how many catalogs he has left and ends with Joe being unimpressed at being in charge of the, quote, entire advertising library. (laughs) We've got some classic comedy going on in this minute. I hate that this minute is on a Friday. Like, I'm just going to curl up in a ball and cry all this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So, first of all, I'm kind of annoyed because... Mr. Waturi is already on his way in when Dee Dee leaves. Dee Dee did not tell him anything about the catalogs. <laughs> I know. Does she just have the ultimate shorthand? They've worked together so Ooh. long that she can just look at him and psychically convey the situation. Actually, I kind of like that. Like, maybe he was already on his way in to talk about Joe being late or something like that. And then as soon as he sees Dee Dee's face, he's like, I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or maybe this office is bugged. That's another option. Oh, maybe the lamp is bugged. Or maybe Mr. Watori is just a snoop. I mean, that door can't be that soundproof if you were no. just hanging out outside. But I yeah. feel like you would have to get off the phone and come over to the door. Like, they're not shouting or anything. I've worked in an office where it was just me and my boss. And we had two separate offices, but we shared a wall. And so she would hear every word of my side of a phone conversation. We were also included on a lot of the same emails. So a lot of our communication was through that wall. It, it, <laughs> it did not do anything for my anxiety because it destroys the whole private feeling of an office and an email would pop up on my screen she would be getting at the same time and then the next thing I hear is her saying through the wall are you gonna respond and it's like my dude I just got it So I I think as fun as our bugging theories are, looking at how offices work, it's probably just he was snooping on their conversation. And we teased this earlier in the week, but I really enjoy Dee Dee's reaction when Joe says he doesn't have enough catalogs left. Oh, she is perfection here. She she gives this really big reaction. She's nervously looking around. She's... Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then it's, you know what? This conversation is done. I, I do not want... <laughs> this is not my screw up. I do not own this. You are in charge of the library. Not my monkeys. <laughs> not my circus. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they have a bond. Maybe they have as flirty as two people that are this sniffly <laughs> and weird can be. They do have a they have a camaraderie. But mm-hmm. when when it comes down to it, she's she's gonna protect herself and she's gonna put up those boundaries. Which it, it all very healthy. 
it's it's healthy and it also just tracks with both of their characters because they they're all about the fact that they're kind of living scared mm-hmm. oh god living scared makes me think of like there's just like so many oh gods in these notes because i have 100 percent had this boss like i've had this actual situation i told you three weeks ago i told you two weeks ago did you tell me last week and that pause before he says no because he knows that somehow now this is his fault because he didn't but you still have to say it out loud and then it's just like oh just let me claw under my desk and die oh no i'm so sorry you had that experience tyranny uh-huh. and it's like our love on supply uh, yeah, we'll get to it there's even more where i'm just like oh my god like and then when it was happening because uh, you know like i said i saw this movie as a kid so my entire working adult life i've had this and it was just like is this really happening it's like you don't have enough to fulfill the order what's wrong with you why don't you order more and i'm like i think i'm in a dream like, <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> just looking around for a cool lamp <laughs> it is like a nightmare because oh, and it's God. also like the fever dream idea and the absurdity of life like so the way so when i used to work at the the warehouse i was talking about that was part of tower you know hashtag (laughs) no i have no hashtags um but you know tower started in sacramento and tom hanks is from sacramento i actually used to see him around town occasionally and then his son uh did that documentary about uh tower records so it it's um i'm just tying a a few threads together but that's really when I worked at that warehouse, there were absurd moments like this. But in that particular place, there were so many employees and there were so many dumb things we were asked to do that didn't, that were very circular or didn't make sense or, you know, scenarios like this that you could kind of go, oh, life is so absurd. This place is ridiculous. I cannot believe I work in this place. It's just uh, absolutely nonsensical things were asked of you all the time. I also worked for an attorney a civil rights attorney who was a very quirky, fun, interesting guy. He used to put on punk rock shows. He used to run a punk club. So he was a promoter and art lover, music lover, real eccentric and interesting. But he would do this kind of thing with me where he would ask about things like this, but it would cause me great anxiety because... I was working for an attorney at an office and we're filing files that are extremely important and time sensitive and, you know, other people's lives and people are, you know, going to be going to jail. <laughs> and like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, these are things I'm filing in the federal court and stuff like that. So those, while working at Tower in their warehouse was absurd and fun, doing this job for this attorney was so, it was so important what we were doing that it caused me great anxiety, even if it ultimately was his fault that something didn't happen. So I still have nightmares about that to this day (laughs) because it was so stressful. Oh, man. (sighs) And I think that Dan Hadaya is just perfect in this minute. This is my favorite minute of Mr. Watori so far. Earlier in the week, him droning on and on about, I know he can get the job. That's iconic. But I think that his performance here is just amazing. Every line that he delivers. The entire 
advertising library. <laughs> yeah, he is fantastic. Absolutely. And, and oh. we were talking about kind of the ridiculousness of work, and he manages to convey both that silliness. And earlier in the week, he's he is juggling artificial testicles, and and so he he's a silly little man. But there's also some menace to him too, and, and you can see how much he intimidates Joe. So I think it's hard to pull off both of those things to be funny and big and broad, but still somehow be scary. And I have a lot of respect for his performance for that. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely killing it. And it's I mean, he towers over Joe in this minute. (laughs) And that wide shot when he spreads his arms out is absolutely when it's like shot from the corner. That's really cool. That's a really well composed image for what's going on. And it's a little bit of shades of Nixon. I mentioned he's played everyone's favorite tricky dick. And I think, you know, this was a little warming up those muscles. Yeah, absolutely. Good call on that for sure. I really appreciated the whole execution of that joke that Tierney, you <laughs> mentioned about you know the entire is? advertising library. I, I thought of this when you were talking about Dan Haddad of Mr. Waturi takes his job absolutely seriously. Mm. And that's why it's funny. This is this is as life or death to him as Heidi, you were saying, filing things for a civil rights lawyer was. Like, he really believes that you know, the company rests on the shoulders of the advertising department. Yeah. He needs that to to seem like a bigger guy. And in and, and yes, I, I will now let you talk about one of these absolutely gorgeous shots. You know, we called it out outside. They were doing some interesting camera work, and here the camera is still, but it's set up so well. Yeah, and and the timing of everything is perfect. Because they they just have the two shot of them, but then as they're ramping up to get into this joke, then they cut to the overhead shot that you described. So when it's just the shot of the two of them, it's it's very much okay. It's a set, it's an office, and your imagination just kind of fills in what the rest of the office could be. But the way they get that overhead shot, you can see just how claustrophobic the space is, and it makes it so much funnier when Mr. Rotori he he swings his arms out wide and, and says this, you're in charge of the entire advertising library and, and then we end our week on just this great so, so just this room just the best deadpan I love that that is delivered in the wide shot like it yes. makes the little muttered aside hit so much harder right. you mean this room And again, a little bit of bold. Like you said, you kicked off this week, Heidi, you absolutely called it. The little everyday rebellions that show you that as beaten down as Joe is, as much as he claimed last minute that he's losing his soul, there's that little spark in there. Totally. Also, keeping up a little spark is this lamp that continues going through the scene and we actually get a much better look at it in this minute. So if you didn't mention if you didn't notice in the earlier minutes, you get a little foreshadowing on the images of that lamp. There's a volcano and and there is a ship at sea. So I, I like that cute little detail there. Is that something, Tierney, that you picked up when Lil Tierney saw this back Absolutely in the day? Absolutely not. <laughs> 
know when I first realized that the lamp was telling the story of Joe. It might have been in college when I read, I, I Heidi, I found an actual, like, someone's thesis mm. on this movie and mm-hmm. all the symbolism in it. They tried to claim that Patricia is the moon, <laughs> so it did get kind of weird. But it, it pointed out a lot of things that I never noticed, so that was cool. And one of the things was, I know they did talk about the foreshadowing on the lamp, and so... I don't know if I had ever picked up on that on my own. And for all of you, um, how did this get made listeners? <laughs> the other movie that I found interesting that came out in 1990 was Jacob's Ladder. So, you know, if he is sick and dying, uh, he might just pass out and while looking at gazing at this lamp and this could be his Jacob's Ladder scenario oh man it absolutely could but now i will spend the weekend curled up in a ball crying because now i'm thinking about jacob's ladder which i <laughs> had vowed never to speak about it again. <laughs> so i failed that i lost the game because <laughs> yes i love that movie and it terrifies me i want nothing to do with it i haven't even seen anything i've just had it described to me and i'm like nope i'm out <laughs> oh you haven't seen it no and i do not intend to i'm sorry to disappoint you Well, I mean, this came up earlier in the week, but there there are a lot more pressing issues. We got to get Heidi to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there is a Movies by Minute podcast on that, if that helps uh, sweeten the deal. (laughs) Yeah, there's also a How Did This Get Made about it, too. I think it's about the second one or something. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah, TMNT Minute is on Secret of the Ooze right now. And yeah, they... They have been having a lot of fun. I listened to an episode today that features Vanilla Ice giving the ninja rap. Nice. But this isn't TMNT Minute. This is Joe versus the Minute. Although that was the first podcast I ever guested on. Like that was actually the first podcast recording I ever did, I think. Oh, wow. (laughs) Was guesting on that. And then it didn't, um, because they record so far in advance, it's like way down in my guest appearances list. But chronologically, it was the first recording. So that's a special place in my heart. Do you remember what what you, like, what part of the movie? Oh, absolutely. Because we talked about the kids clubhouse hangout and we named all the bad teens. Oh, right. (laughs) I remember that. You came up with fun, funny, fun names for all the the Foot Clan recruit teens. Maybe our bit for Friday can be plugging other people's podcasts. <laughs> I can't think of an alliteration for that. Well, that works out well with Follow Friday on Twitter. You know, people do a hashtag Follow Friday so that you, it encourages people to hopefully not just follow, but actually listen to podcast other podcasts. So you can always piggyback on that, too. That's a great point. And thanks for giving us another bit chore, Heidi. <laughs> Hey, these are all optional. And that one's on me. I'll, I'll, I'll take the fall for that one. In the uh, Lady Pod Squad community, there's something that is um, repeated often that I really love, which is just the statement, it's your podcast and you can do what you want. So feel free to flush away these ideas and never use them again if you like. I'm glad that you brought up the, well, I mean, thank you for that, first of all. Uh- on my podcast (laughs) we're gonna do bits on this podcast (laughs) it's friday okay we're all getting squirrely it's not my fault (laughs) 
question. Can Tierney and I be in the Lady Pod squad? Is it so is it like a hundred percent lady or lady identified or the- it's lady or I mean I don't it I don't run the group, but by, it's I can say, hey, I'm a co-host on this cool podcast, Joe versus the Minute. Yes. But can't okay. So but is Jarf the doesn't question, get to come to the sleepovers. <laughs> right. Right. So the sleepovers, as far as what I've observed in the group, and I don't I don't run or moderate the group, but is that it's for women, women identified or non-binary identified people. Okay. But then there are also many people in that group who also their um, podcast partner is not any of those and they're still in the group, but that partner is not in the group. Got it. Okay. And I am finding, and I'm really sorry because I'm in way too many groups, but I joined, I, I listened to the podcast Effectively Wild and it has a lot of spinoff groups and we wanted to do one for women who follow it because women get a lot of crap for being baseball fans, especially if you're like into sabermetrics and like, quote, it, it, it's just a thing. But we had some non-binary people there were some trans people that were involved pronouns are being thrown around and so what we finally landed on is non-cis men in baseball analytics is the name (laughs) of our group i love it so it's like are you a non are you not a cis man cool you're in then because it was just getting way too complicated i'm so happy right now because tierney i knew that you loved baseball but i didn't know that you were a baseball numbers nerd too my friend i love it no <laughs> i'm not very good at it but i do like i i really recommend if you're interested just pick up a podcast like effectively wild or whatever you're into and just start listening because i knew nothing going into it and so i I now feel, I always feel like, oh, but I'm not really into sabermetrics. I don't really know that much. And then I talk to a casual baseball fan and I'm like, oh, I have learned so much just absorbing this. So is that your Friday follow recommendation? Oh my goodness. We did it. We looked back on the Friday follow. I didn't even do that on purpose. I think it just stems naturally from our generous spirit and our desire to introduce our listeners to other fun podcasts that we listen to. I, I I know I listen to a ton and I asked about the Lady Pod Squad because I've found out about some cool podcasts for it. And so and I definitely support that and I definitely support kind of stepping away for the from the table to my sound is probably terrible because <laughs> I as I say stepping away from the table, I have to literally move nah. away from the mic. Oh, no. <laughs> just because I am that uh, method actor. But but yeah, when I was studying in Glasgow, there was a Glasgow women's library and they and it was women only, with the exception of one day a week when they would let like cis males come in. And so and I thought it was very generous of them to kind of make that one day a week. So I'm down for that. And Tyranny, if it's something that you're interested in checking out, I think that's cool um, because there are a lot of cool podcasts associated with it. And Heidi, if you know of any other lady podcasters that would be interested in guesting, uh, we would appreciate a connection to them. 
Absolutely. I can um, put the shout out and then also Tierney can put the shout out in the group as well. There's um, a lot of that happening. I think I'm very involved in the um, less in the Facebook group and more in their um, Slack channels. And there's uh, opportunities there to ask, uh, do swaps and ask for people to be guests and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that'd be awesome. And for Twitter, you can just look up the hashtag Lady Pod Squad to find a huge variety. And my, the one I would suggest is called Radaptations. And Radaptations is two sisters talking about some of their favorite, and not always their favorite, sometimes they end up not really liking it, but usually they really like it, favorite books. Then they talk about the um, adaptation of that book into a film and whether they, you know, thought it was a bad adaptation or a radaptation. <laughs> They're it. really funny and um, it's fantastic. So that's my my recommendation. If you want more singing, like Tierney's been doing, <laughs> and silliness, but also critique and uh, all that stuff, that is one of my favorite Lady Pod Squad discoveries. Radaptations. Nice. All right. Well, we've got we've got some Follow Friday recommendations, and uh, we have been through the week with Joe and Dee Dee. There's a little rebellions with. Uh, Mr. Rotori, he's got his secret contraband lamp going for him. I don't know about both of you, but it has been a ton of fun for me. Heidi, do you want to give your plugs one more time on a Friday? You've been so generous in plugging other podcasts you listen to. Why don't you remind our listeners where they can find you? Yeah, so go ahead and find me at vibrantvisionaries.com for the podcast. And if you're curious about what I do for a living, you can go over to heidibennett.com. And I'm actually doing some rebranding over there. So, you know, by the time you land there, who knows what it'll say I do. (laughs) (laughs) I've been coaching um, creative professionals for a while and have also loved podcasting so much that I have opened things up so that I can be a consultant, a creative consultant for podcasters and other people who are doing creative things. So check out HeidiBennett.com if you're curious about that stuff. Nice. And you can join our Facebook group, the Joe versus the Minute Listener's Luggage Raft. And if Facebook isn't your bag, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at Joe versus Minute. So I think that does it for our week. Thank you so much for listening to Joe versus the Minute. We've got a lot of exciting things in store for you next week. So where to next, Tierney? Away from the things of man, of course. Away from the... Can't do it. (laughs) Away from the things of man. I know. I was like, should I just push through? (laughs) (laughs) Don't even think about... Don't even think about escaping. (laughs) I would like to escape from this room and sail away from the things of man. I'm not saying it twice because that's apparently where I fall from. (laughs) (laughs) Now I don't know Wow, something is really different on the ground.